I'd like to welcome you back to our series on dream interpretation. This is our second to last lesson, lesson 11. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about uh, the different brain waves that we experience in sleep, and specifically we're going to be talking about uh, children's dreams and how we as adults and Christians should approach uh, dreams that children have because we should take children's dreams seriously, just like we should take our own dreams seriously. But what does that look like? Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about how how to uh, go about dealing with children's dreams and um, how children's dreams look different than our dreams. So hang on. I think you're going to enjoy this lesson. It's kind of unique, um, and I'm excited to get through this one. Uh, it's been a really good course. I'm, I'm excited to hear from you and see how God's worked through you in the last uh, several weeks, through the last several lessons. I want to hear um, how you're dreaming. I want to hear how things are going as far as the interpretations are going. And um, I, I, I just like some feedback. So uh, reach out to me. Let me know how things are going and how I can pray for you. Uh, so let's open up with a word of prayer and then we'll get into lesson 11. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time, and we thank you, Lord God, for this course. Uh, We thank you for the information uh, that you've blessed us with, Father, that that we can actually come and find that whatever the symbols are in our dreams, even if they don't make sense in our heads, when we write them down and bring them to you, Lord God, that they can make perfect sense. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, as we prepare ourselves to bring this course to a close, I pray, Lord God, that you would instill into each one of us a longing to come into your throne and and just to come and seek your interpretation of the dream that you placed in our heart. Father, I pray that that we would see dreams for more than just... uh, something that our mind sees while we sleep. I pray that we would truly see dreams from this point forward in our lives as a message that you have for us. And I pray, Lord God, that we would take them seriously. I pray, Lord God, over all of the parents and grandparents uh, that are going to be dealing with their children's dreams in the weeks to come. I pray, Father, that you would give them a spirit of wisdom and of understanding. Father, to hear the children's dreams and to begin to interpret them and know what the Lord is saying through the children, Father. I, I, I just praise you, Father, that you would even speak out of the mouths of babes. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray, Lord, that you would shower these people with your blessings, give them peaceful sleep at night, that they would see visions plain in the night as they sleep. In the name of Jesus Most High and all God's children said, Amen. So we as adults, like I just said, we should take children's dreams seriously just like we take our own dreams seriously. Um, We should listen to children whenever they recount their dreams, write them down, and, you know, since since kids are kids, they're probably not going to be pondering their dream, but you, as the spiritual authority in their life, you can ponder their dream and think about what it is that God is saying to that child to that child or to these children. But the first thing that we have to understand is the difference between the brainwave activity in children and adults. So you it let's let's work backwards. I want to start with adults and how adults uh, brains works. Uh, the adult brain 
functions at a rather high um, brainwave. And, and so we, we have all these things going on continuously in our mind and we're always looking forward. We're not only doing uh, fine motor skills, but we're doing gross motor skills. We're reading, we're writing, we're talking. We can do all of these things kind of at the same time. Uh, you think about walking and talking or walking and text messaging. Um, you know, the adult brain is very, very busy. And because it's very, very busy and functioning at a high brain wave, we don't catch as much in the spiritual realm. We see things in the physical realm. And that's okay, but as, as Christians, we want to be able to see deeper into the spiritual realm um, during our waking lives so that we know what is coming, so that we can see you know, what's going on around us. We'll know how to pray. We'll know how to receive from the Lord if we're more aware of what's going on in the Spirit. Now, children function at a slower brainwave, okay? So until kids reach about age seven, they're functioning between alpha and theta brainwave states. And what that means is remember that alpha and theta brainwaves are the first two levels of sleep. So even when a child is awake, they're, they're back and forth between alpha and theta brainwaves, which are very slow, and they give children a greater opportunity to see in the spiritual and hear in the spiritual realm, uh, which is super unique because you think about uh, kids and how they seem to, quote-unquote, just have a sense about them. Uh, you take them, you take a child into a strange house, per se, and when you walk in the house, the, the child is just kind of like on high guard, and you as an adult functioning at a higher brainwave, you're not seeing what the child's seeing. And so you're just seeing what's going on around you, but the child is actually discerning something. And if they start acting strange or uncomfortable, you should probably take note of that because there's something in the spiritual that your child's probably catching that you're missing. Um, so for, for adults going into alpha and theta level brainwaves, that's going to be the first couple levels of sleep. That's, that's the first 60 minutes of the sleep cycle. And for children, that's normal life up until they're about seven years old. And so because they're more apt to the spiritual, their dreams are going to be pretty intense and really will have a powerful message behind them. So we've talked about how dreams exaggerate and how, you know, something um, is just larger than life in, in, in dreams. And they're exaggerated so that they're getting our attention. And I uh, shared a dream with you folks a few weeks ago that I had had about a really big spider. And that was a good example of how things are exaggerated in dreams because it's not just a small regular sized spider. It was a spider that was so large I knew that in order to do anything I had to hit it with a garden hoe. Now that's a big spider. And, and so that's, that's a good example of how dreams exaggerate. 
but that's an adult dream that's exaggerating. If you look at a child's dream that's exaggerated, it's going to be everything's huge. So maybe not just the spider's huge, but the people are huge and the buildings are huge and everything's huge. Everything is just blown completely out of proportion. And the reason is when children are functioning at those lower level brain waves uh, between alpha and theta brain waves, and they're seeing in the spiritual realm rather than in the physical, they actually have a harder time differentiating between the spiritual realm and this natural realm, the, the, the realm of reality. And so what is, what is a dream of a monster under the bed is just a dream of a monster under the bed to you as an adult. But to that child, there's no distinguishing between that was a dream and its reality. It was, there's a monster under the bed, and it's exaggerated. Um, Take those kind of things into consideration. Because uh, if we're going to really truly live in a way that we're looking at dreams and saying, all right, I need to find what God is trying to say to me in my dreams then you should even be listening to your children's dreams because believe it or not, God really can use your children's dreams to speak to you, all right? Um, There's a lot of ways to uh, put this into an example, but I I don't have any firsthand and I don't really like using secondhand examples. Um, But you, I, I would just put it vaguely to put it this way. You can have a dream and get the interpretation of it and maybe maybe it's a little bit of a touchy subject that you dreamt about and the interpretation is a little um, inflammatory you'll say it, it just kind of lights your fire a little bit because it convicts you and then your child comes down and says uh, mommy daddy I had this dream da 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 And if you sit down and you interpret your child's dream, God could be speaking to you specifically in that area. And that can be your complete confirmation of, okay, God, you've got my attention. And now I know that I need to be focusing and, uh, and, and, and making a change in this part of my life. Um, now last week we talked about nightmares and how they're not always bad. There's sometimes God just exaggerating things um, very intensely just to get our attention. And you consider this. Children have nightmares way more frequently than adults. Um, They often result in, Mom, can I sleep in your bed? Uh, Dad, can I sleep in your bed? I'm scared. And uh, that's that's okay. Um, Don't don't discount the power of a nightmare just because a child, um, you know, had a scary dream. You should take into consideration all things. What did that child go through that day? Um, was there anything that uh, could have possibly triggered them to have a nightmare? Um, did, did they get yelled at or uh, did a friend at school pick on them? It it can be a variety of things, but ask the same interpretation questions 
of the child's dream that you would of your own dream. And, and, and as a spiritual authority in the child's life, because children uh, don't have uh, the, the same reasoning capabilities and the same spiritual reasoning capabilities, it will be your job then to interpret the child's dream and be able to um, figure out what's going on spiritually with the child. Now, sometimes you'll find that children aren't sleeping well. Uh, if they're having a lot of bad dreams, they're having um, just just seemingly scary dreams constantly, and they can't sleep right, and they're constantly up, and they're constantly hollering, hey mom, from down the hall, uh, maybe you need to figure out what can you what can you do to change the bedtime habits of your child. So I'm, I, I want to talk to you for a minute about peaceful sleep for children. But know this, this isn't only for children. This is also for you. Uh, sure, as an adult, you're probably not as prone to having a nightmare or a bad dream, but we know as adults they do still happen. And so what you can do is you can anoint the bedroom with oil. Remember we talked about that. Um, we talked about if you're not dreaming, you can anoint your bedroom with oil, you can anoint your pillow, your headboard, um, bed frame, whatever it is that the Lord so leads you to, uh, bedroom door. But, but when you need your children to sleep peacefully, this is what you want to do. You want to anoint the bedroom with oil, starting at the door frame and working your way in. And as you do it, you want to bind every unclean spirit. And as you work your way through the room, be open to the leading of the Holy Spirit and listen to see if, if God will give you the specific name of the unclean spirit that needs to be bound. All right. Um, so if it's a spirit of obsession, if it's a spirit of worry, you know, it, there, there's an endless list, but whatever it is, as you work your way through that room with anointing oil, be open to the Holy Spirit and listen closely for the voice of God to lead you as, as far as what spirits need to be bound and cast out and replace them with the power of the Holy Ghost in all of his opposites. All right. So, uh, by, by praying that way, you're going to um, replace a spirit of obsession or a spirit of worry with the spirit of the comforter, the spirit of peace, Jehovah Shalom. And, and that's how you're going to conquer any unclean spirits that are in your child's bedroom and uh, be able to help them sleep better that way. Um, when you take your child to bed, pray with them. We talked about bedtime prayers and what those mean to adults. And remember that I said, sometimes we form a habit of bedtime prayers as a child because mom or dad prays with the child. But be that mom or dad. Lead your child in bedtime prayers. Kneel down next to the bed. Or as you cover your child up, just place your hand over their forehead or take their hand in your hand and pray with them over their sleep. Ask the Lord to speak to your child in their dreams. 
that's okay. That's very good. All right. Um, as you prepare for uh, bedtime, a lot of kids like stories at bedtime. Well, maybe the three little pigs might not be the best bedtime story because there's a big bad wolf. And if you tell them the story about the big bad wolf and he huffed and he puffed and he blew the house down, then maybe your child is going to have a scary dream because there's there's no concept of reality in a child's mindset. Remember that. And, and so you just told them one of the scariest things they've ever heard and you don't even realize it because it's just a fable to you. And so I'm going to recommend that instead of that story, replace that with a Bible story. All right. Um, there's, there's a lot of good stories in the Bible that you can read your child before bed that are not scary. Um, and, and there, there are books out, um, Bible stories for children, get those. Those will make such a difference uh, because then you're not having to scrounge through your Bible going, um, 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 what, what story can I read? I mean, I can't read them the crucifixion of Jesus right before they go to sleep, right? Well, no, that's probably not the best one. Um, wait until they're a little older to read that one because they need to get a good concept of that and, and have a good feeling. They don't need to be scared of that. But if, if you just go through and, and find a good Bible stories for children book, you're going to have stories at hand. And when they say, mommy, daddy, read me a story for bedtime, just take it. It's, it's such a small thing, but that scriptural story does a couple of things all at once. It not only prepares your child for a positive sleep experience, but it instills the word of God into their heart as they sleep. All right. Some kids like to fall asleep to the sound of music. And so instead of, um, you know, in, instead of classical music, get some soft worship music and, and just flood the, flood the room with the Holy Ghost. Um, maybe you don't want the super high praise, um, lots of drums and lots of guitars happening when, when your kids are trying to go to sleep, but get a hold of, um, you know, just, just some super gentle, praise music. They, they have praise music, uh, on recording that's designed for bedtime and you get that and you play it in the bedroom and, and just help bring your child down for the day and, and just settle them in and bring them to a place where they're going to dream peacefully. All right. Um, another thing that children experience that adults tend not to is called dream lucidity. And what dream lucidity is, is while a child is dreaming, because of their uh, naturally slower brainwave state, they can actually be asleep and dreaming, and in the dream, recognize that they're dreaming. Okay? And, and there are some adults that actually can do that. Um, there have been very few times in my life, but I I can recall some, but few times in my life, especially as an adult, where I had a dream and I knew I was dreaming. 
But here's the beautiful thing about dream lucidity. If you are having a lucid dream, you're sleeping, but you are aware that you're having a dream, you have the power to change your dream. All right? And and so this is where um, kids kind of have the upper hand on adults because oftentimes children's dreams will be much more lucid than the than the dreams of adults. And so if your children are struggling with bad dreams, what you should teach them is, honey, when, when you're having that bad dream, when you see that monster, just look at that monster and say, Jesus is bigger than you. All right. Um, and, and that's, that's healthy coaching to a child. You can, you can teach your child to take control of the dream by putting Jesus into it. All right. So they have, they have this understanding now that when they realize they're dreaming, all they have to do is say the name of Jesus and that will change the course of events. That dream won't have to be scary because Jesus can come in. All right? And and it's like I said it's it's hard for adults to get to that point um, just because we function at such a higher level. It can happen. It's not a complete and total write-off just because you're older than 7 years old. It can happen. And if you ask God, you know, if, if especially if you're having trouble um, with dreams that are a little bit frightening yourself, then what you do is, first of all, seek interpretation on that dream that's frightening because God has something that he really needs to tell you. And when you, when you finish the interpretation and you have the interpretation and you can apply the change... Ask God to be present in your dreams and to give you the power to have lucid dreams. Just ask God to give you a lucid dream so that you can experience what it's like, especially if you're a parent. If if you want to test this um, as a parent before you tell your child to do it, you can... You ask of the Lord. Matthew 7, 7 says this. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. All right? You ask of the Lord in his name. I I personally believe that you can ask God to give you a lucid dream that you can, you can acknowledge your dreaming in. All right? I do not believe that that goes against the will of God. And therefore, it would be according to his will. And, and so truly, if, if you want to test that, ask God. Just, just pray it straight. Father, I want to tell my children that they can take control of their dream this way. But I want you to give me this dream tonight in this fashion. I want this to be a lucid dream so that I can try this out and tell my child it works. All right? Don't be afraid. Ask God. Dream lucidity is a really unique thing um, because it, it gives the dreamer power. It's really, really, really just something to behold. All right. 
the, the dream point that I want to leave you with for this lesson is this. If we ignore a dream's message, it will recur and it will often get more and more dramatic. So we've talked about that before. Um, recurring dreams are the result of a missed message. And the longer you miss the message, the more intense the dream will become. I do believe that if you miss the message in your child's dream, that your child will continue to have the dream. And it can get more and more dramatic in your life and in the child's. And so you really do have to take all things into consideration. Um, You know, just, just go back to the interpretation model that we talked about a couple lessons back and use that as as your model of how to interpret your child's dream. That will really get you to where you need to be. And and I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm going to sort of break a rule but not completely. Um it's not okay to claim expertise on dream interpretation until you've been interpreting your own dreams accurately for a minimum of five years. However, I'm not going to ask you to claim expertise on it to interpret the dreams of your children or your grandchildren. What I am going to ask you to do is be serious about it. And when your child or your grandchild says, mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, I had this dream and they recount it, they're not going to come to you and say, what do you think it means? Most of the time, anyways. Once, you know, some, sometimes once they uh, maybe reach close to 10 years old, then they might have an interest in what do you think that dream meant. But children aren't going to say, you know, your, your four or five-year-old's not going to come to you and say, hey, you think you could interpret that dream for me? Uh, and if they do, you've got a special five-year-old and I probably want to meet them because, uh, they might even be gifted in dream interpretation and don't even know it yet. But, but the thing is, is I, I want to make sure that, you know, as a spiritual authority in a child's life, you are the one that needs to step in and interpret the dream because a child, especially age pendant, won't be able to write it out, won't be able, and and they'll use different words, but you'll be able to understand, Um, you know, the dream made them feel yucky. Well, that means it wasn't a great dream. They felt probably bad. They felt maybe sad. Maybe they, you know, were a little bit angry in the dream. They're going to use their language, but you as their uh, spiritual authority, you have to break that language barrier, understand what your, what your child or grandchild is saying and get to the bottom of that dream. Figure out what the Lord is saying because chances are the Lord isn't talking directly to the child. The Lord is using the child to talk to you. And there's a reason that that child came to you and said, I had this dream. Remember, children's brainwaves are slower and they see more frequently in the spiritual realm So if they come to you, you have the authority to take that dream on.
all right? Um, because if they're, if they're coming to you with a dream, they trust you anyways. Uh, they're, they're not likely to go to, um, you know, average Joe Schmuck, especially when they're taught you don't talk to strangers and just roll up uh, in the middle of the grocery store and say, hey, strange dude at the deli counter, I had this dream, wa-da-da-da-da. But no, they're, they're going to come to a family member and they're going to say, I had this dream. And they're going to tell you the dream because it made them feel a certain way. And, and, and don't get your toes stepped on um, if your child goes to grandma. Don't get your toes stepped on if child goes to mom over dad or dad over mom. Let God be God and let your child flow in the spiritual realm the way that the child's designed to. And let them go to the person that they want to go to because chances are that dream is for that person to interpret. All right. Um, The scripture that I want to leave you with for this lesson comes from the book of Song of Solomon, chapter 5 and verse 2. It says this, I slept, but my heart was awake. Listen, my beloved is knocking. Beautiful verse. I slept, but my heart was awake. Dreams are pictures that we see in our mind's eye. We see them in our heart. All right? So the heart is awake when we're dreaming. Listen, my beloved is knocking. The Lord is knocking when you're having a dream. Listen and seek the interpretation. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for this time. And I pray, Lord God, uh, that your will would be accomplished. I pray, Father, that each person would just um, come to an understanding of what it means to listen to the children when they dream. Father, we know that that even you have called children. You, you, Lord God, you took the time to say in your word, do not let any man despise thee of thy youth. And Father, we praise you for that. So Father, we pray that you would bring up a new generation of children, of seers. Father, that we would allow children to walk freely in the spirit of the Holy One. Father, that if these children shall begin to prophesy and dream dreams, Father, that we would allow it and that we would not step in their way. But Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you would give us hearts and minds to be receptive unto the children, that you would give us hearts and minds to know, to know, and to know that you are working in and through them. And Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that any spirit that comes against us to put a stop to these children moving in the Holy Spirit would be bound. Father, because we don't want to stand in your way. And so, Lord, if you choose to work through our children, let it be. We thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus and all God's children said, Amen and Amen. We have one lesson to go. And we'll meet back here in a few days to cover that one. I hope that you've enjoyed this. And again, I want to hear how you're dreaming. I want to hear how you're sleeping and what God's doing through you and in you through this course. Take care. We'll talk again soon. God bless.